Praise the Lord. Today we're going to talk about the power of God's peace. The power of God's peace. Before we get into the message, I've got a few testimonies that I really want to share with you. Someone came up last week at the service, at the end of service, and she said that there was a five-year-old little baby that was in a car accident, and she was dragged, thrown from the car, dragged, I think, 40 feet, went into a coma, had all kinds of, obviously, all kinds of issues going on with this little baby. She was in the hospital, and, you know, she came here, and she asked for prayer for the baby. And we prayed for her, and the very next day, well, the baby, the baby came out of a coma, first of all, and the very next day, she went home. She went home. And so, uh, yeah, thank you, Jesus, for life. Where there was death or almost death, that seemed to be almost death, God breathes life. And so now she's going to be going back, obviously, because she needs some skin grafts and, you know, she needs some work. But praise God, she's out of the coma. She didn't lose her life. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I wanted to share that and then. This lady also said she had constant sinus and nasal, constant sinus and nasal drip. She's had it for a long time. She came for prayer and she was immediately healed. All sinuses, constant nasal drip, immediately healed. I mean, that's the kind of God that we serve the God that heals today. Yes, he is the God of healing and yes, he heals today. And one more, this one was a lifelong issue of Constant digestive issues. So constant digestion issues from a child, ever since she was a child. And she came, and she was healed immediately. You know, she, she, said, she gave us, a, she came last week to give us the testimony of what had already happened, I think, the week prior. And so I, I am just telling you, don't ever hesitate to come up and ask for prayer. Amen. Sometimes these people get prayer just in the moving of the power of God. And people get they get healed because God knows what you need. He knows exactly what we need. And so many times people get healed just as the move of God is happening. Amen. It's all him. Sometimes you actually have an opportunity to share your prayer request. Sometimes you don't have an opportunity, but God is still the healer and he will heal you. But my thing to you is come open, come hungry, come expecting for God to touch you, for God to heal you, because that is who he is today. Today. Amen. So we're going to have some time of prayer here at the end. But I, I'm going to first, first of all, Lord, we thank you for the testimonies. Lord, we don't take them for granted. And we, it never gets old. We always, Lord, want to say, Lord, thank you. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. For those that have other issues, Lord, do it again. And Lord, we trust you today to heal those that are needing healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, all of us, we all said amen and amen. Hallelujah. So the power of God's peace. In Ecclesiastes 1.9, the word says that there is nothing new under the sun. Correct? <clears throat> nothing new under the sun. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what you, what's going on in our, in our life, in our culture. There is absolutely nothing new under the sun, which means nothing is too difficult for our God. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, God truly has this. He truly has this. 
We are not going to fret. We're not going to fear. We're not going to worry. We're going to walk in divine faith and walk in his ever-present peace because it is available to us. Amen? God's peace. Uh, in 1 John 5.19, this is what the word says, that the world lies under the sway of the wicked one. 1 John 5.19 so that's nothing new. Remember, there is nothing new under the sun. And it says, 19, we know that we are of God. Say, I'm of God. I am of God. And we know that the world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So there is like this, this fog or like this silent influence, like a sway of the evil one. But there's nothing new with that either. Absolutely nothing new with that. It's been there, but God's already mastered it. He's already been victorious over it. So it shouldn't shock you or cause you to be down or discouraged because you're above that. Say, I'm above that. I'm above that because of Christ in me. Let's turn to John, 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. And in verse 3. Verse 3, I'm going to start reading in verse 3 here. And it says here that we have seen and we have heard and we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. The key to walking in God's in God's, the power of God's peace is to really walking in the fellowship with the Father. Because when you walk in fellowship with the Father, then you're going to have the fullness of joy, which is God's peace. Amen? So it says, that which you've seen and heard, we declare, we declare to you that you may also have fellowship with us. God wants us to have fellowship with Him. And it says, I, truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. So I'm going to walk in the fullness of God's joy. Even when things are difficult. Even when I get bad news. Even when things don't come out or pray exactly as I had prayed for. I'm walking in the peace of God because this joy that God has given me, no man can take from me. And I'm walking in the power that that peace provides. There is power in fellowshipping with the Father and there is power in fellowshipping with the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we are doing that very thing. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. No, no doubt about it. Verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from Him. We are in 1 John 1, 5. This is the message which we have heard from Him and declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. We say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. So when we walk in the light, we have the potential to walk in the fullness of that and the power of the enemy is actually, it's, it's thwarted, it's actually diminished when you walk in the light. So I'm going to walk in the light because I was called to do so and I do that by fellowshipping with him as we fellowship with Jesus Christ amen? amen so fellowship with the father brings the fullness of joy and it brings the power of God's peace let's turn to John the gospel of John chapter 14 the gospel of John chapter 14 verse 1 it says let not your hearts be troubled 
You believe in God, believe, believe also in me. This is an action for us. Let your hearts not be troubled. So there, the potential of your heart being troubled will be there. But we get to say, but I am not going to take that bait. For Jesus has already provided for me perfect peace. Perfect peace. So let not your hearts be troubled. This is an action and it's a choice. It says in my father's heart, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But I go and I prepare a place for you. That means dwelling places. There are many mansions, many dwelling places, or room, or ample space for all who come to Jesus. But fa the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit dwell within you. And so the mansions right now are also within you. Say, I have Jesus living on the inside of me, which means I have his perfect peace living on the inside of me. I'm going to not let my heart be troubled. It's a choice of mine. Even in pain, you can say, Father, I might be sorrowful about a certain event, something that may have happened, but I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. Troubled is where you are so agitated, where you've lost your peace, but the word says Jesus is your peace. He's your portion. He's your prince of peace, right? So we have a choice to make here. We have a choice to make that no matter what goes on, we're going to rejoice. We're going to give God praise. We're going to give him thanks because we do know that that is the will of God. It is the will of God. And how many in this room would say, I want to do the will of God? I think all of you would say that. We all would say that. So, so sometimes you have to exercise that will. Your choice is that I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing peace. I'm going to rejoice even when it's difficult. Even when it's difficult. That honors God and it pleases him. It does. Amen. <laughs> all right. Let's go over to 16. Verse 16. Because we don't do this on our own it says, and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. You know him. Amen. You know the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. He dwells with you. He will be in you. Say, the Holy Spirit is in me. He dwells with me. I walk with him. I talk with him. I will not leave you as orphans. I will, love, I will come to you. This is what the word says. He says, I will come to you. So how do we walk out the power of God's peace? It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. As we fellowship with him and we make that choice to abide in his glorious presence, he abides with us. Let's go down to verse 26. Verse 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance everything that I said to you. He's going to bring everything to remembrance to you. He's going to remind you of his word. He was going to, he's going to remind you of his faithfulness. He's going to remind you when he picked you up when you were discouraged. He's going to remind you how he got you through that dark, dark day, that dark, dark night, that valley that you didn't know how you were going to get out of. He's going to remind you how he was an ever-present help in time of need. He is your consistent friend. He is the God Almighty. And so because of that, we get to be, we, we get to walk in God's power of peace. Amen. Amen. It's powerful because this peace the world knows not of. It can't. You have to know Christ to know this peace, right? It's impossible for the world to really understand what we're talking about. 
They need to know Jesus because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Turn to John 15, verse 4. John 15, next chapter, verse 4. Abide in me and I in you. As the, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Right? So we know that in Galatians 5, 22, that peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit. As you abide in the vine, the peace of God is not something that you really, you work at. I'm going to get, I'm just going to walk in peace. Peace is a byproduct of abiding in the vine. It's a byproduct. It is a fruit of one that walks in the spirit of the living God. How many of you would say, I want to learn how to walk in the peace of God this year more? Like I want to really, yeah, I see some hands up. I really, Lord, teach me how to walk in your peace. Because this, you know, there is no peace for the wicked. The Bible says there, there is no peace. How many of you guys know Christians that that would say, oh, you know, I'm struggled, I struggle in having peace and walking in peace. You know, that's not even biblical. Right. What they've done is they've exchanged God's glorious gift for them, the fruit of the Spirit. They've exchanged who Jesus is, which is peace, for what the world receives. The word says, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to show you where that scripture is found. But it says that there is no peace for the wicked, yeah. for the wicked. You're not the wicked. You belong to Christ. Amen. Isaiah 48, 22. Amen. If we could put up Isaiah 48, 22. The word says, there is no peace for the wicked. The next time that you hear someone say, ah, you know, I lost my peace. You got to realize that's a red flag. It's a red flag. Now, I understand that maybe we can get there, but you got you to identify it. How many want to walk? strong in God like not just a little bit not wavering but like really strong okay so then the next time either you yourself recognize gosh I've lost my peace uh, you know I'm walking in fear I'm walking in stress there's agitation realize that right there there's a setup that the enemy's trying to steal from you when you don't realize wait a minute your inheritance is to walk in peace the power of God's peace it's the wicked that say there is no peace there is peace I don't care what the situation is because God is peace Amen. and we have to hang on to that Amen. we get to hang on I get to hang on to that Amen. I get to hang on Amen. I'm going to read to you something from my new book as Pastor Kim mentioned um, it's called get up and lead here's a copy of it this is, this is a copy not for resale obviously but our shipment is coming in but I want to read to you something um, these are for those that don't know about this um, they're there's 52 leadership principles in this book and the Lord woke me up one morning and um, there was a divine download I knew there was the open heaven just the outpouring of God so I started to write everything he was saying and he would give me these phrases and he stopped at 30 and once I had 30 of them I said wow Lord these are these are like they're good <laughs> like oh Jesus you know when God gives you something you're going wow I didn't think of this this is awesome I, and I said Lord why did you stop at 30 if, if you're going to give me these why don't you give me 52 because I'm already thinking one per week right and so the minute I asked ask and you shall receive the minute I asked that it's like the heavens opened up again and the flow started again so I just continued to write I got to number 52 and it stopped it just stopped I sat there I remember just sitting there going 
Is anything else going to come? Nope. It stopped at 52, which is what I asked him for. Thank you, Jesus. So some, I thank you. I know, Lord, you're good. So some were, I was, you know, uh, we were sending them out in social media. At some point in time of last year, I realized, wait, this cannot be just for social media's purposes. I think maybe you want me to do more with these, Lord. Do you want me to write a book? Do you want me to put these in a book? And I felt the Lord's like, yes. <laughs> Hello. So um, I did. I Thank you, Jesus. Wrote the book. And, um, and it was published last year at the very, very end of the year, December the 28th, which was actually something I asked the Lord for. I said, Lord, I'd love to have this published before the year's up. You know, and the reason being is, and here's why. Okay, we had all that stuff, COVID, you know, stay at home, all, all, all the craziness of the year, which, you know, we didn't buy into it. I mean, we, we knew that we're going to continue to move on. We're going to continue to live. We're going to continue to thrive. We're not taking steps backwards. That's what I mean by that. Um, and so one of my personal goals was, Lord, I would really love to be able to write a book in this year of 2020, kind of just to defy the devil. And so it was looking like the cover was giving me all the, we couldn't get the cover. I was like, hey, whatever, that's fine, Lord. You know, you just submit it to him. But you know what? On the 28th, it was published because Amazon was not taking it. It was just, it, they were having troubles with the, with the cover and we kept going back and forth. And so finally on the 28th, they said, it's published. I'm like, yes, thank you, Jesus. He gives us the, um, you know, he, he answers prayer. So anyway, I'm going to read this to you. It's number four. And it says, if you are, now remember, these are, these are divine downloads. This is what the Lord gave me. Amen. These, these 52 leadership principles. If you are not walking in peace, you are not walking in Jesus. Amen. So when we really think about that, because Jesus is peace, we get to reevaluate our lives and say at any moment in time that I am allowing stress, fear, anxiety, whatever it might be, depression, to grip my heart at that very moment, I'm actually not walking in the fullness of what, of him in the fullness of what he has provided for so true peace is found only in Christ and when you realize that you've lost your peace realize that you have exchanged his perfect peace for the enemy's lie because that's what that is it is your privilege as a son or a daughter of God to regain his perfect provision and walk in the fullness of it Re regain peace by focusing on Jesus who is your prince of peace don't live life exchanging God's best gifts for the devil's counterfeit he's going to give you all kinds of excuses right yes. Amen. we're not going for them you were created to live in peace and make decisions from that place Oh, is that not important? We are, we were called to live in peace and to make decisions from a place of peace, not anxiety. Some of the worst decisions you can ever make are decisions that you make in a place of fear, oh, yeah. stress, turmoil, anxiety, whatever it might be. But some of your worst life decisions can be when you make them outside of God's perfect peace. And you, how many of you know, you can tell when you're walking in the peace of God, like the fullness of that peace versus how many, you can tell when you're also not, when you, there's something going on. That's the moment to say, whoop, I'm going to realign myself with the spirit of God's truth because the enemy is trying to deceive me right now and I'm not going to go for it. Amen. So that's what, that's our job. That's what we need to do. 
because opposition is inevitable. You will pay for what you value and what you value, you will, you will reproduce. You're going to reproduce what you value. You've got to be willing to pay. You've got to be willing to put something there. Something has to be, has to be given. There is a cost. But once you find the peace of God and you learn to walk in it, you can tell the difference. You're going to start reproducing that. And let me tell you something. It's obvious. People realize and they want what you have and you can give what you have. You can teach it. You can impart it, right? You can absolutely. Hallelujah. Anyway, it goes on, but you know, we'll, I just wanted to read a little bit of that. Just wanted to read a little bit. So Jeremiah 29, 11, we all know this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Say, I've got a future and I've got a hope and it's found in Jesus. I've got a future and I've got a hope and there is nothing that is going to stop the will of God in your life except for you. And you're not going to allow the will of God to be stopped because we're going to walk in the fullness of it. Say, the living God fill me up right now with your perfect peace with your power the power of God's peace because that's who I am in Christ you can walk right up to the throne of God and ask him for that Amen. Isaiah 32 18 how many of you know when you get the word of truth okay this is God's promise and then you actually have the right to stand on it and say wait wait Amen. if my life is not representing if even a little part of my life doesn't match this then I know that there's something off in me and I need to actually get it right I gotta grab hold of the promises right so Isaiah Isaiah 32 18 this is the Word of God look at what it says my people will dwell in a peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places my people will dwell in a peaceful habitation. That doesn't just mean externally. That means internally too. The most powerful person that, can, that walks in the power of God's glorious anointing. Now hear what I'm going to say. Is someone that walks in the peace of God. Because you cannot walk in the anointing of God and also walk in fear. Right. in intimidation right. in stress in worry whatever you want to call it whatever it may be when you are not walking in the peace the fullness you're shortchanging yourself and you're shortchanging those that God wants you to minister to does this make sense so peaceful habitation not just externally but internally so therefore the job is, it's our job as we abide in the vine. And as we abide in the vine, then therefore we're going we're gonna to bear fruit, the fruit of Christ, the fruit of peace. Where people go, oh, it's just peace. Nothing, nothing is done outside, not, not, nothing true, nothing powerful, nothing of God outside of peace, God's peace. So my people are going to dwell in a peaceful habitation. In a secure dwelling and in quiet resting places. And some of you, I can already hear the, the, I can already almost like hear what some of you are thinking. Well, that's not my home. You know, peaceful habitation, secure dwelling, peaceful, quiet place, resting places. Boy, if she only knew how my house was, if she only knew the turmoil in my home. And I understand there are seasons sometimes when you do go through turmoil. But you know what? You take this word and you start decreeing this word in your household. You start, you're there. 
So when you show up on the scene, the power of God shows up with you. You open your mouth and you decree that thing. You know it's going to be established because his word doesn't return into us void. But you got to get faith behind you. Right? You got to get the faith of God behind you that says, no, this is my lot in life. I'm not going to exchange it. I'm not going to walk uh, timidly or sheepishly. No, 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 no. My people. Are you his people? Yeah. Yes, we are. It says my people will dwell. Let's say it together. My people will dwell in a peaceful habitation in secure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So we claim that. We own it. We claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Psalm 119, 119, 165, because it's not just peace. It's his great peace. Psalm 119, 165. It is his great peace that he's also given to us. It says, great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. Or in other words, nothing causes you to be offended. Nothing is going to cause you to, to shortchange God's divine presence, which is his power of peace. When you walk in the word, great peace, not just a little bit of peace, but great peace have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. How many of you take the scripture and pray it over your children? This is a really important, this is a powerful scripture to pray over your children. Maybe they're not walking in the fullness of God's peace. Maybe they're not walking in any of God's peace. But you know what? Great peace. You start to decree that it's great peace. Not just a little bit of peace. Great peace have those, are, have those who love your law. Your law, it's his word. His word is his law. It's his covenant to us. And we know that God is a covenant keeping God. Right? When he speaks his word, he speaks his covenant. It comes to pass. When we grab hold of it and don't let it go, we're going to grab hold of that law, which is his covenant, and not let it go. So it says nothing causes them to stumble. So it's not gonna, you're not going you're not gonna to stumble. You're not going to be offended. You're not going to shortchange yourself because God's peace is his ever-present help in time of need. He says not to worry about tomorrow for tomorrow has enough worries of its own, right? So we're not going to allow our minds to go where the Lord has already told us not to go there. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit our websites at Kathy Coppola Ministries www.kathycapola.org You can also visit us at Mighty Wind Broadcasting Network TV at www.mwbn.tv God bless you.